South Florida's Alternative 104.3 The Shark. I'm Aaron with another episode of Open Swim, speaking with Steve Toth of Mr. Entertainment and the Pookie Spackers, a.k.a. Mr. Entertainment himself. How's it going, man? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Wonderful. I want to thank you for coming on the show today because we are talking all about Dan Hosker and the music continuum. So I want to dive right into, for someone that is listening to this for the first time and maybe didn't know who Dan was, actually for as long as I've been a part of the music scene, I never had the opportunity to meet him and only know stories from after he passed. Uh, Okay. Well, Dan was a multi-instrumentalist, played with many bands. Probably the most well-known that he played with was the Holy Terrors, which were a band from maybe the late 80s, but definitely through the 90s. He was affiliated with many different genres of music. He would play with anybody. At one short time, he was uh, a pookie smacker in my band uh, in the late in the late 90s. He was primarily played string instruments, bass, guitar. I mean, he's known mostly as a guitar player, but eventually even played in Boise Bob and the Backyard Band. He played banjo in that band. So if it had strings on it, he could play it. Probably one of the most inventive and uh, different-sounding guitar players down here. I I think that's what gave the Holy Terrors, although Rob, great songwriter, solid sound, but Dan had this inventive style of playing. And then Dan was an experimental musician to the nines, played for a short period of time with one of the most acclaimed noise bands ever. Dan wouldn't say no to anybody. Dan played in with many different types of people. Jeez, Dan even played trumpet with us at some time, so he, it didn't have to have strings on it. Oddly enough, I had was out of uh, a drummer at the time, and Dan said, well, I'll play drums for you. So he would give it a shot at doing anything. Uh, Dan was also a carpenter, super sweet guy, uh, had an accident about five years ago. This is our sixth annual, but he died in 2012. Since then, uh, the first year, right, we wanted to figure out something to do in honor of Dan. Rob and his sister, Dan's sister, Chris, came up with an idea of maybe we could raise money for for his high school and the music program in his high school. Dan went to a school up in Massachusetts, in Danvers, Massachusetts, called Bishop Fenwick School. I don't know if he had musical training or not. I, I, I met Dan in the early 90s, so you know, I don't know if he had musical training, but they do have a musical school there. So we've donated, the first few years, 100% of the money was donated to that cause. But in the last couple of years, we've chose to do a 50-50 thing where we donated to uh, that cause and then a local cause that we found uh, we wanted to support. Uh, the Miami Girls Rock Camp is one. And this year we are supporting the Alex Diaz Stroke Release Fund. Alex is a local musician who has played, been a peer of uh, Rob and the Holy Terrors and myself and my band for two decades. And he had suffered a stroke in the last year and he's coming together well, but he needs some therapy, some speech therapy and memory therapy. And we have raised some money previously, but this is a continued issue that we are looking forward to. Uh, contributing to again this year. And in the spirit of giving, which it sounds like Dan was a very, very giving person who would, you know, kind of just be there for anybody regardless of what they needed. I think it's very fitting that this is the way that you're honoring him moving forward. 
Yes, and you wouldn't. It's we have to actually. We try not to turn anybody away. But Dan played with everybody. So if you'll see on the flyer, we can even mention all the bands that are on the flyer, you know, that are playing at the show because there are so many people. Each year, we sort of had a theme. Sometimes it would be to play other people's music. Sometimes it would be to join up, two different bands join up. We probably did it once where people just played their own music. But this year, the idea came around to let's have a CD and put out a CD with as many people who want to contribute to this project, a song, an unreleased song on the CD. And then for the show, about 15 to 20 different performers will be performing and they will include the song that they are putting on the CD with each band to probably play two or three songs also. And Dan played with such an eclectic amount of people and bands that the CD is eclectic also. We, and there's, well, yeah, Dan even did play with Charlie Pickett at one time. I think he played drums with him one time too, which was uh, crazy. But so we have, you know, Charlie Pickett and the Gold Dust Lounge and Neil Lara, uh, Karen Feldner, Diane Ward, uh, and then some of the contemporaries of sort of the punk or, or rock that I was sort of involved with, Humbert and The Curious Hair, um, Holy, well, that's Holy Terrace don't have a song on there, but uh, Shark Valley Sisters do. I even think it's interesting, the one song that, that Rob has released so far was a Curious Hair song that Dan had actually played cello on that had been sitting around. And Fernie from Humbert had played clarinet on it. And once Dan released the song, when Fernie heard it, he didn't even remember playing the clarinet on the song. <laughs> He's like, oh, that's me? Cool. <laughs> well, he, he knew it was him after he heard it, but it had been recorded. You know, Dan's been gone for five years, and I could this recording could be seven, eight years old. My band particularly, we are in uh, the studio with Spam from the Spam All-Stars, and this is one of the songs that we've recorded for our upcoming record, but it is unreleased and won't be released until next year. So I had this funny saying um, about Husker Du, the band from the 80s. Bob Mould and Grant Hart were the main songwriters in that band, but everyone knows Bob Mould, and uh, everyone sort of didn't really follow Grant Hart's career afterwards. So right. I had the saying that was... Uh, Everybody's all Bob Mole, but I'm so Grant Hart. And then it turned into a song, and we always, you know, there was always this running joke with Dan, too, that he was, you know, Hosker Dan instead of Hosker Do. So it seems like the appropriate song to, uh, to, to, to be on the record. It seems like, I mean, very obviously that all points lead back to Dan in terms of the history of music here in South Florida in our local scene. And it seems like there's a lot of influences from bands, not even just people that played with him, but some of the younger guys that are coming up now that had the opportunity to hear him or see him, you know, in previous incantations or kind of have the folklore passed down to them, if you will. Yeah, and I think that this, uh, the music continuum will continue his influence. If we did not do this every year, we don't have really great musical historians in Florida when it comes to the rock scene, you know, the soul scene. There's been a good documentary on that. And Jeff Lemlick had written a very good book on local rock music and garage bands and stuff like that. But it kind of, his book kind of ended with the 1990s. So anything that's happened since is 
needs to be his second book, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, and that book's called Savage Lost, and it's fantastic. And I think, you know, I'm actually a homegrown Florida guy, grew up in Hollywood. My grandparents go back to farmers in Hollywood. So I've always had an interest in being somewhat of a historian. So this helps. All right, well, now we get to pass the torch. And with this, we have the opportunity to not only, you know, have dance music captured and continue to be played or music played in his honor, but then it will make people look back. I mean, many people, I actually work at Sweat Records on uh, a couple of nights a week, and it's amazing how many young people are, are into music still when they could just be stuck, you know, doing whatever they want. So I can be a historian down there, but I'm amazed at the young people that come through the door and have to ask me questions to, to, and what knowledge that they already know on it. And there's many people in their 20s that, that know of dance music and dance playing, you know. Uh, so somebody else is getting this out other than us, too, and that's fantastic. Yeah, I think it's really important to... You know, as I kind of touched on before, carry on the traditions, um, you know, of of the generations before us. And so moving forward, you know, we can kind of remember where we came from and continue as a family throughout generations. Exactly. Sometimes you get in a band and it's disheartening and, you know, you don't make it or you can't sell your CD or any of those things. But it's those who of us that continue on that, you know, may pass the torch to younger people and can understand that end of it. But to me, making the music is the accomplishment, you know, uh, it's somebody else's job to sell the music. And if that doesn't happen, it's, that's not important to me. Although we do want you to buy this CD and listen to it. So maybe this will be my third song because I'm not so good at selling my own music, but I sure am good at selling other people's music. Yeah, I think, too, as a creative person, that it's hard to, because most people I meet that are my contemporaries, we are not, we're humble. We don't want to make a big deal out of like, well, look at who I am and what I can do. You know, we just want to share the gifts that we have with other people and kind of commiserate about it. Makes sense? You know, with a name like Mr. Entertainment, you would think that would be the opposite. (laughs) But uh, it is true. DJ Skidmark, he plays everyone's local music. And for the first two or three years when I'd be in a club and I'd hear my own song, over the speakers, I would cringe a little bit, you know? I would be like, oh, I don't know if my song's supposed to be played in here, you know? But the, but now, like, I encourage him. I, I make sure DJ Skidmark gets my music before anybody else does, you know? So awesome. I've grown to to like it instead of, instead of the cringe moment, you know? So, Steve, before I let you go, I want to just make sure that we put out all the details about this event. The Dan Husker Music Continuum and CD release companion show Sunday, December 3rd. Doors are at 6, music is at 7. It's at Las Rosas in Miami. And $10 admission will get you in the door, and 20 will also get you a copy of the CD with proceeds going directly to the scholarship fund and also to uh, Alex Diaz's fund as well. Now, you got it all correct. You've done your homework just like I did. Yes, sir. I like to, <laughs> I like to feel like I know what I'm talking about coming into these sorts of things. You do, you do, and we appreciate 
appreciate you so much for what you do for the local music scene. Hey, thank you so much. I appreciate you guys and, and what you do in terms of, you know, just being able to go out to a show and have a good time and be with my friends. So, you know, it's, it's a lovely exchange of energy. Awesome. Looking forward to seeing you there and looking forward to seeing everybody that listens to this being there, too. Thank you so much. Have a good one, Steve. Okay. You too. Bye. Bye.